This is Richard Lanius, and you're listening to Rolling Dice Taking Names. Dice and Taking Names, a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. This is Marty. What the heck? And this is Tony. What was that? This is episode 40, Georgia on my mind. We've got a fantastic episode for you tonight. This is going to be exciting. I mean, are you ready for this? You just, I'm so glad that everybody was here to join us today and listen to this episode. We've put together a great show for you tonight. Are you like channeling, cha- channeling Jimmy Fallon over there? We've got a hot crowd here. Hot crowd, Higgins. Is that what you're doing over there? Well, I thought maybe I'd try something a little different. You know how these motivational speakers will come out on stage and they get the crowd all pumped up and then they're all excited and everything. So I thought maybe I would come in all pumped up and hyper excited and, and all the listeners would be, yeah, yay, I'm ready to listen to this. Uh, okay. Well, that works for me too. I'm, I'm with you now. I'm hyped. I'm ready to go. Let's get this thing done. Let's, hey, let's promise ourselves for our audience out there, our ones that we're trying to motivate, that we're not going to exceed that hour barrier this time. What do you think? Why did you say that? See, why did you say that? Because now we'll break the promise that you just made. Oh, I didn't say we're making. I'm going to say we're going to try. There's a difference. But <laughs> well, hey. and, and the reason why is because for those who listened to our last episode, thank you so much for Dan, Patrice, and the Geek All-Stars coming on and spending a couple hours with us talking about movies and sports. And I promise this entire episode is dedicated to nothing but gaming this time. Oh, what? see, why'd you go in to do that? I was going to talk. Never. I was going to talk a little bit of lacrosse. I went to a lacrosse tournament this past weekend, but I'm not even. We won't even go there. So, Marty, tell me about your weekend. How was your weekend, man? It was very exciting. I had the chance to go down to Atlanta, thus the name of the episode "Georgia on My Mind," and attend the Cool Mini or Not Expo in a hotel in downtown Atlanta. All right. And how long were you down there? I was just down there for um, one day. What had happened, and just let me go ahead and preface this with a warning. I'm going to be doing some serious name dropping coming up. Okay. Do you want to have like an achievement sound that we hear other people use? And so every time you have drop a name, go ding, Tom Vazel, ding. You know, are you going to do that on this or anything like that? That's fine. You dropped the names. I was jealous of some of your tweets. I was great that you were able to do that because, you know, I did get to go to Gen Con last year. That's true. That's true. And some of the people that I got to hang out with, you, you've already got to hang out with. But hey, look. We're just a little, I'm just a little podunk guy sitting in an office recording myself and throwing it out there on the interwebs for people to listen to. I'm, I'm a nothing in this industry, but I got to hang with some industry giants this weekend. So I'm dropping the names and, and that's just the way it's going to be. Well, that's fine. And I know everybody will appreciate the news that you brought back with you because, I mean, you, when I heard you were going, I was like, oh man, yeah, I forgot about that was going on. And and I was like, man, way to go. Way to be able to find time to get everybody down there. It was with you and your wife. Is that it? No. Well, let, here, just let me roll it back all the way to the beginning. Bring, so, bring it on. Bring it on, brother. Preach it. <laughs> 
So I was um, happened to remember about the CMON Expo because I'd seen it uh, that was going to happen. I think it was a Dragon Con last year. They're actually advertising, and I couldn't remember what weekend it was. And so I pulled it up and saw that one of the guests of honor was going to be uh, Rodney Smith, who does the Watch It Played videos on YouTube. So I contacted Rodney. I said, dude, you're going to be down in like my neck of the woods. Well, neck of the woods being within four hours. And it's like, you know, that's, that's really cool. And he said, well, why don't you come down and hang with me for a day? And I didn't know how I was going to be able to pull this off because we're talking, I didn't want to spend the night and I knew it was going to be like a four hour drive down there and a four hour drive back. So I said, how can I swing this? So just so happens, my wife, Vanessa, was going to go visit her brother who lives in Augusta and take uh, my youngest son with them. And Augusta is two hours away from Atlanta. So I got up on Saturday morning around seven, eight o'clock, drove to Atlanta about 10 a.m. and attended the Saturday um, Expo. Now, how many it was? How many days was that? I can't remember. Is it three days? It is. It was Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And for those who don't know, this is actually only the second time they've done this. So this Expo is sponsored by the company Cool Mini or Not, who is based in Atlanta. And they use it to... Um, springboard some of their uh, new games that are coming out and announcements. And they had two or three big announcements during the expo uh, that they wanted to get out to the crowd. You know, um, I kind of uh, referenced this in a video that I've put out. And if you want to, you can go check this on our uh, YouTube uh, page. There's a video I, I made with the marketing uh, director of the company just talking about uh, the expo and the products that are coming out. And they, again, I, they kind of use this as like, here's a big announcement on this game and this game. You know how a privateer press in January, February has a big con up uh, in the Northeast and the name just lost me. It's like total con or something like that where they announce, I can't remember the name of the con, so forgive me. Um, they announce all their big products, right? Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. They have a big, they have a big Friday streaming thing where they announce the products, even though they're not coming out to origins or Gen Con, right. cool many or not, kind of doing the same thing. Okay, so so they basically set up a I don't want to say a trade show, but they they said come on in, we got a small little uh, con going on here. Maybe it'll continue to grow. I mean, it looked really interesting. It was in a, um, a hotel, right? Uh, yeah, it was I in a conference in a room. Conference. It was just in a conference because I think we saw that conference room on um, board game breakfast this week, uh, or uh, I'll have to be. Um, the week of what week are we in? The weekend week after um, the twenty seventh, twenty sixth, twenty seventh. Yeah. Yeah, and if you look, guys, as as he's scanning, as Tom is scanning the crowd in the back, there's Marty. You can see him. He's sitting there with Rodney Smith. <laughs> okay, so you uh, IM me that today, and I went, oh, cool. And so I pulled it up, and it's like, how did you even see that? Because it's like two really small figures in the back. I wouldn't even have noticed that. Well, well you remember when you were at Gen Con with your son, Adam, and I picked him out, and when they were doing a privateer press you know here's Gen Con. there's adam standing right there i was like oh there's adam so you know I, got, I just got that eye man i can i can find the people so that we can <laughs> do that so anyway who cares so anyway <laughs> what did you what did you see what did you play what did you enjoy what can we expect from cool mini and and in the or coming not. months or not sorry um so here's the thing so i got there and um I contacted uh, Rodney and said, hey, I'm here. And he said, well, I'm getting ready to sit down with Tom. And you know our buddy Steve Avery? Oh, yeah. Steve Avery was there, too, because he lives in Atlanta. Steve Avery is a designer and co-designed the game Nothing Personal with um, Tom. 
And they were going to be playing through a game um, that um, that's getting ready to go on Kickstarter for Cool Mini or Not. And I said, well, cool, I'm just going to go demo some games and, and talk to some people. So I demoed uh, Richard Launius's game, uh, Run, Fight, or Die. Do you remember that on Kickstarter last year? Yeah, it did a, uh, had an incredible backing behind it. It was It's supposed to come out at Gen Con, everybody... Uh, was talking about it. If I remember correctly, of course, it's a Lonius game, so you, you had to roll some dice, didn't you? Yeah, there was, to me, it felt um, a little bit like, uh, um, um, not Smash Up, King of Tokyo, where you got a, a handful of dice and there's different uh, sides, there's different sides to the dice. That's brilliant. There's actually six sides to this particular dice. Is this anything like uh, that? There's, uh, there's symbols it, on D2? each side. <laughs> Do what? What was it like that D two that you referenced a while back in one of our podcasts, or a D one? D one. D one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a rhombus. So yeah, there's symbols on it, and basically you have a card, and there's three zones on the card, and zombies are moving towards you, and the whole goal of the game is to try to get survivors. The survivors are cards with point values on them, and you try to get seven for survivors out of the city to go along with you. So each turn, you're rolling dice, and the dice allow you to do things like uh, shoot some of the zombies, or take a, a baseball bat to some of the zombies, or freeze the zombie, any additional zombies from coming in, or collect, uh, uh, collect two or three of us certain type of uh, symbol and you get to get a survivor or location or effect card there's all these things going on you resolve the dice and then all the zombies move forward one zone and three new ones come on so you play until um, there's several different ending conditions like if if you die you have hit points you take some hit points you're out of the game the game immediately stops person with the most survivor points wins or the first person to get seven survivor cards game's over it was a cute little game uh, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, it was kind of fun. It's one of those games when I saw on Kickstarter, I thought about starting it, but I just wasn't sure how it would be. But that's going to be coming out this summer, so that's kind of one to look forward. Now, do you remember who was going to publish it? I, uh, I know there was a – I think it was a small little company. I can't remember. Is it Gray Fox Games? <clears throat> I think so. But I believe yeah. it. Uh, I believe so. Um, I actually uh, got to go to dinner with the, the head of that company that night. And uh, so we were talking about it a little bit, um, and I'll come back to that in a second. So anyway, so I tried some of that, and then I started just going around, and I thought I'd shoot a video to share with people. And so I got some shots of the store and different games they had, and I got to talk to um, Spencer Reeve, who is the um, the uh, marketing director for the company, and I did an interview with him where he went through the history of the expo, history of the company, and, and some of the games are coming out. So by the time that was done, the other guys had finished playing uh, their game. And so we all went to lunch together. So it was me, Tom, Steve, and Rodney just went to just go grab some lunch somewhere. And then when we got back, uh, Tom went off to do something. And Rodney and I talked about the fact that each of us had a copy of the card game Star Realms, but had never played it. Right. Okay. Um, so I got a copy from one of our local friends who backed it on Kickstarter and he got a couple decks and he gave me one and said, you need to try this. And I go, I really need to try it, but never have. Uh, so Rodney and I learned the rules and learned how to play it. We played seven games of that throughout the day. That game is so much fun. So you've waited till now you've had it. And so see, once again, man, you got to share the love. You need to get out there. So I know what I'm missing. Okay. But you had a good time playing that seven times. Did you win? Uh, I, w- I won a game or two. What, what happens was um, it's, it's uh, for anybody who doesn't know, it's a sci-fi deck building game. There's really no unique mechanic to it or anything. There's four factions in it. You build up your deck through a regular deck building mechanism. If you got some of the cards of the same faction, when you play them, 
them. They can do uh, help each other out. They, uh, you, you attack other ships. You try to destroy ships. And each person has so many life points. And you knock out the life points. Game's over. But it plays in like 15 minutes. So it's one of those games that really moves fast. And 15 minutes is done. You go, let's do that again. And that's what we ended up doing. And then they have a, play, they have a variant where you have four players. Where it's two versus two. And that was fun. It was me and Rodney against a couple of the guys who were from Greenville, South Carolina. And we played head-to-head three or four times that way. The, the, the four-player game is really fun. Okay. Well, that's, that's interesting that you were able to get that in there. And, and, I, and I just forgot. I had a question right there, man. God. Oh. Okay, so what did you do next? I'll, I'll come back to it. I just had a Yeah, question. you come back to it. So after the Star Realms, I got to uh, sit and watch uh, the guys, again, Rodney, Tom, and Steve, sit down and play a game with Eric Lang on a game that he designed that was released last year, Arcadia Quest. Do you remember seeing that on Kickstarter? Just a little bit, yeah. I remember that one. That was a blast. So it's a uh, it's a board game slash miniatures game. So it's a, it's a board game with really nice miniatures in it. That is a PvE and a PvP type game. So you're in a dungeon. It's almost mm-hmm. kind of like a little bit of a dungeon crawler, but you have to complete quests. The first person to complete three quests wins the game. You complete the quest can be either beating up on somebody else or or uh, beating three types of monsters PVE in the inside the game or finding a certain type of loot or something like that. So the goal is to complete three quests, and there's like five or six to choose from. That looks just look, look like a lot of fun. It's uh. That's a game that's coming out soon. I think the retail on that's going to be around 100 bucks because of the price of the minis. Right. But that that was a blast. So uh, got to do that. Yeah, I see it on set, see it? Or, yeah, Miniature Market. It's about going to be around $80, but you're right. I mean, shoot, just add you another $20 game. You got free shipping there. But, yeah, I, is, is that the one we saw, saw at Origins that they were working on, or was it the other one? I can't remember. Do you remember like two years ago? That was a different one that we saw there. I, I, I think it was uh, that was from the people that made Super Dungeon Explorer, wasn't it? I can't remember. Yeah. So anyway. So anyway, so Eric Lang was teaching them how that game was played, which which was kind of cool. So after that, um, Tom had to get to the airport. Um, Steve took him. And um, so um, Rodney said, I'm going to go call my wife and take and change some clothes. So I hung out with a couple other people and again, went back right back to Star Realms and playing that again. So about uh, 15, 20 minutes in, I got a text from Rodney. He says, hey, uh, listen, I'm going to head out with a couple guys to go eat, and we've got one slot left, a spot left, and we're going to go eat with Richard Launius. Are you interested? And I went, I don't know. Um, sure, why not? Yeah, I said, well, twist my arm. I got, I got nothing else to do. So I said, okay, I'll go eat with Richard Launius. So we all got in the car, and we went over across town and uh, went to Cheesecake Factory. And of course, what happens when you get Cheesecake Factory? You got to wait. There, that place is always packed. Um, but anyway, so we got there, and it was me and Rodney and a, a couple guys from Gray Fox Games, guy from um, the Eighth Summit, and then Richard Launius. And we just had the best time, just laughing all night long, and just—I mean, I was just sitting back, just kind of listening to all their talk shop, you know, talk about being in the bank game business and. Uh, you got to meet Richard last year, right, and talk to him for a little bit. Oh, yeah, great guy, great person. I mean, he's just very personable, and you're absolutely right. Just he'll talk to anyone. That guy's hilarious. Oh, I, he was just having me in stitches. Some of the stuff he was talking about, and and uh, 
<laughs> he's very honest about what he thinks about games. Oh yeah. It's like, it's like, Oh, here's a game. It's like, yeah, that game could be good if, but what was really cool was, um, there was a, uh, game that, uh, eight summit who, uh, had looked at uh, coming out with, it was called till dawn. They were actually, um, playing it. There was another, get this. There was another gaming expo in Atlanta at the same time, a Gamerama or something like that. And, uh, there's a, a game called, uh, till dawn, where your your vampires? It's a big group yeah, con type yeah, game. I, I, it's on it's on um, Kickstarter right now. Till dawn. It's a uh, a Richard. Lonnie it's already done. It's done. It's, okay. It's done. Yeah. It's it's over. But what happens was this was owned by another company and it wasn't very good. And what they got, what well, they picked it up. Richard said, you know, I can tweak this a couple ways and make it a better game. And now it was a hit. He said he had tons of groups all over that uh, little convention playing it. And so this is going to be like sold as like a big party or con type game. So it's just amazing to hear how here's a game that totally failed and nobody cared for. This this big name designer comes in, gives a couple tweaks, and then all of a sudden it's a hit. Man's just a genius. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you remember from our interview with him and Robert Burke, you know, um, he just came in and Robert talked about, you know, he just came in and just added those little things right there. So that's right. pretty, that's pretty impressive. So, so you got to do that, got some dinner and then you went back to Augusta and you went back to the expo or went home? No, no, I didn't. So, so yeah, it was late. I didn't get back to Augusta till 2, 2 a.m. So that was pretty brutal. And, and you're not the young man you used to be where you could pull those all nighters, are you? No, 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 no. In fact, when I got back, Rodney said, like, I'm going to go play some more games you want to play. It's, it was like almost midnight. It's like, no, I better get in the car and, and go back. So so I did that. So it was very enjoyable. But now the some of the news that came out. So here's the thing. Cool Mini or Not uh, has announced that they're going to be coming out with season three of Zombicide. This will be a another uh, Kickstarter uh, version. They're going to add some new effects to it, like maybe some RPG elements, some new survivors, some new um, uh, new maps. Uh, they're going to add like a PvP element to it, which was kind of interesting. So everyone needs to keep an eye out for that. That's going to be coming out on Kickstarter soon. Uh, the big game that was announced was not even a miniatures game. It was kind of their foray into board games that doesn't really use miniatures. The name of the game is called Xeno shift. This is the game that uh, Rodney, Tom and Steve were playing that morning. They were basically doing a playthrough of the game. And this game is going to uh, be, and in fact, it may already be on Kickstarter right now. It was supposed to come out on Kickstarter at the end of May. And this is a video that's going to be featured on that Kickstarter page. So I got the game kind of summarized like this. This game is a tower defense mechanic deck building game with a sci-fi theme. I'm sorry. Could you, could, could you just repeat that one more time? Because I'm not sure everybody grasped everything you threw at them. All right. We'll take it one piece at a time. Tower defense mechanism. Have you ever played a tower defense video game? All like, the uh, time. Plants versus zombies. Yep. Okay. So imagine that, okay, a deck building game, Dominion, Eminent Domain, mm -hmm. with a sci-fi theme. So here's the deal. Each player of the game has a lane of a, of a planet that they're responsible for protecting. Over time, they build their deck, and their deck consists of, of fighters to fight against the enemies. 
every round aliens come down your lane to try to get to you. So you have to build up your defenses to fight off the aliens every round, just like in tower defense. Each round you gain more resources to buy better equipment and better units. But that also means the stronger aliens are going to be coming out too. So that's it. I thought it was a brilliant mechanic and all three of those guys gave it a big thumbs up. Really? Okay. And you think it's coming out on Kickstarter? Some, that was their big news that they'll be launching that? Yes. Um, it's going to be on Kickstarter. Like I said, it's probably, it should be out there now at the time of this release. The Kickstarter price is supposed to be around 60 bucks, which is great because, you know, usually Cool Mini or not is a high price game because of the miniatures. There's a bunch of extra things coming uh, with the Kickstarter. And it's one of those things that I actually may end up backing because it looked really good. And I love tower defense video games. And I thought, what a brilliant idea to bring that to the uh, tabletop. Okay. Well, that's, that sounds like a lot of fun. And I especially like the idea of you backing this so I get to play it. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's what it's all about. I get to live through your experiences on this. And, and so does everybody listening. I mean, they're like, oh, okay, all right, well, we'll keep an eye on it for, for this new game. Um, now, one of the other things about this game, you know, you said $60. Did they say, and I, I might miss this, Marty. So how many people, four people, how, did, did, was there expansions and all that good stuff? It's a full co-op game. It's one to four players, so you can play solo. And that's it. Oh, it takes about 30 minutes to uh, 60 minutes to play. Okay. Once you know the rules and all that, goes, yeah. Well, that was the thing. All, all the guys and plus the marketing guys said that's the great thing about it. You pick up the rules within five minutes. Wow. That's pretty good, especially for a co-op game. Yeah, exactly. So that's one of those things where they said it's very pick, quick to pick up. Then you start playing and just have a blast. And so there's uh, each each lane represents like a, there's a medical lab and a science lab and whichever one you're trying to defend has special benefits. So that's how there's a little bit of randomness to the game uh, with the full deck building mechanic. So it um, is one to keep your eye out on. Please go uh, check that out. The nice thing about it, since there's not miniatures included in the game, they plan on having this shipped by the end of the year. Wow, that's pretty that's pretty bold. I hope they can pull that off. I mean, that's pretty neat that they're able to do that. I mean, I got well. It's just a, remember, it's just cards. I, I I completely and totally understand that. When I'm not going to name names of any company, but I backed something last year, hoping to receive the cards by Christmas, and then they may get here by July. So, hey, here comes the bus. What game was it? Oh, I'm not throwing anybody under the bus, dude. Or we're just going to move right along here. We're just going, we're just going to let it go. And I don't mind that they it was held up in customs, and we got a nice little letter saying what happened, and da 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 da. And that's that's fun. I hope they can do, you know, uh, they can pull that off because that sounds awesome. If you know, to especially in today's times with Kickstarter, you know. The delays, you're constantly hearing more and more about the delays, which, you know, if you listen to any other podcast that they're always talking about that, there are some companies that, you know, are do a really good job or, you know, our buddies over at Dice hate me that they, they're always, you know, up to date on that stuff. But I, I wish them the best. I mean, that's great. If they can deliver it, that is, that is, in, that's great. 
I mean, I, you know, I, I can't wait to play it. I, I expect to be over at your house pre-Christmas and being able to play this game. I like it. And then again, Season 3 of Zombicide is going to be coming out, but now that won't be released till early 2015 because there's a little more production value to that with the miniatures. And one other thing I forgot to mention, that Chaos Ball was released to the public this weekend. For people, uh, Kickstarter should be getting their stuff, but people who had not uh, gone through Kickstarter, they had the base game and all the factions out there for you to pick up. So there were several tables of demos being played of Chaos Ball also. Did you get a chance to watch any of that or uh, see how that was? I mean, you and I were both interested in Chaos Ball um, when we first saw about it, but we were like, yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see some reviews and things like that. Um, I did. I got to play a little bit of it at Origins last year. It's not a dice rolling game. I don't know if you realize that. It's a it's a card-based game where you throw cards out and you compare the two and depending on – and there's like – so many number of cards where you can kind of card count. I've already know you've known you've used this card, this card, and this card. You've only got this one left. Okay. Um, sort of deal. So that's how uh, that kind of works. And what I kind of liked about it was it does support the four players, so it's not just a one versus one type game. Okay. Well, that sounds great. Well, any other closing shots from Atlanta? I mean, it sounds like you had a great one day. I mean, that's pretty – I was packed full, man. Uh, yeah. So one anecdote. Cool Meteor not – gave out a fantastic swag bag. Um, I got there that morning, got the bag, and it was really hefty, but I didn't open it. I didn't look inside of it. I just, I had so much stuff with me. I had a tripod and video camera, other things, and I had this bag. I just kind of dumped it in there. Um, Before I went to eat that night, uh, they had like a little registration area, and they said I could throw my stuff behind that desk or the registration area, and I'll pick it up when I get back. So when I got back, there was nobody sitting at the uh, the desk, and they had already given out all the swag bags and all the materials. So I had not looked at my swag bag yet, but noticed at the top, they were giving away like zombie side figures. And so I looked at the one I had. I said, oh, that's kind of cool. And then they had all these other off to the side, which, you know, were just going to be put back into stock. And they would just kind of, you know, get them out to the, in the swag bags as they were as they were need to be done. And I thought, well, you know, I kind of like this other figure better. And so I just swapped it out. And so put the other figure, you know, back with the other stuff and and took it and and went on. So I get home on Sunday. I open up the swag bag. Tons of great stuff. The Dark Age core rules, uh, that uh, zombie side figure, several um, little miniatures from other gaming companies, a little plastic carrying case for zombie side characters and cards. Just a really nice bag for only... By the way, this this con was only twenty five bucks for three days. It was a great value for twenty five dollars. I take a picture and post it. Somebody comes back on Twitter and says, "Whoa, that's the Dave Zombie Side promo. You're lucky." And I was like, "What?" So one of the cards is the character cards. I don't know. Have you played Zombie Side? No, I haven't. I haven't. Had- I don't know anyone who I'm sure someone in our group, but I, they've never brought it out to play. So no, I have not. Uh, somebody, well, somebody does. And, and I got to play it. And, um, so there's a character card that you, you track your health on or whatnot. So it has the name on there. And I went, Oh, that's cool. And then I started kind of freaking out a little bit. I went, wait a minute. I wonder if by chance that character card is supposed to go with the zombie side figure that I got. I picked them up. Yes. Dave's card has a Dave character that I swapped out the night before for some other character. So now I have a card and not the matching character. So I thought, okay, all right, so maybe it's not that big of a deal. Then somebody else contacted me and go, dude, I would love to have a Dave. 
my heart just started to sink. So I said, okay, what is the big deal? So I go to eBay and I search for the Dave promo character and card. There was one sold the day before for $125. Dum, dum, dum. Sorry, dude. Uh, yeah, I was I was looking at that on Twitter. I was like, oh, I hate it for him. Oh, man. So basically, I just basically broke up the set, and now I've got a car that doesn't match the figure, and it's worthless. And it stinks because if I don't play the game, but I know somebody else that has it, or that would have been a little sweet prize to give away as sort of, sort of contest. That's all right. Oh, that's yeah. What I need to do is actually, actually, actually need to write this up and send it uh, to Eric for tales of horror. That would be yes. He would love that. That would be a great one. Write that one up. Send it over to Eric, and I guarantee it will be. It'll be on the on the dice tower. That's funny. So that was the last anecdote, but it was a fantastic time. Um, I got to meet some of the, I got to meet the owner of Cool Men or Not, great guy, David, and, and some of the other people. Um, it's one of those things, if, if it works out next year, I think we ought to go. It was a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, what's nice is you can actually sit and play with the designers and, and talk to them. It's very uh, informal and intimate. Uh, it was really neat to for a lot of people to come get to come up to Rodney and Tom and shake their hands and play game with games with them. That was really cool, which is not something you could do at a larger con like uh, Gen Con. So if anybody is in the area next year, Atlanta, Georgia, the cool men, you're not expo. I highly re- recommend checking it out. Like I said, it looks like this is going to be where they do their big reveals of their new products. Uh, they have panels on all their new products. Uh, if you want to go learn more about the each any of those games or like Zombicide Season Season Three, just go uh, look for information. I'm sure it's been posted on the web by now, so you can get some more of the details. And maybe next year we can, if you and I can get down, we'll uh, gentleman who responds to us on the guild all the time, Remy. We'll hook up with Remy, get a few games in with him. That'd be awesome. Yeah, and in fact, Steve Avery said, by the way, if you guys ever come down and need a place to crash, you can crash at my place. So hey, look, we ain't got to get a hotel room. Okay, I'll let it go with that. I, I'm, I'm, if, if the man's offering free hotel, because I was going to say, the con $25, staying in Atlanta, that's almost price. Nah, I mean, it's, they're not, where was it in Atlanta? What side? Uh, it, was at, uh, it was in Buckhead. It was in uh, the uh, Marriott at Buckhead. So it was right off uh, 400 and, um, or is it 285? Oh, I could have. It was inside the loop. I could have so hooked you up, dude. <laughs> Next time, you need to let me know more. Well, no, I mean, that's fine. I couldn't spend the night anyway. I need to get back. I understand. So, yep, next year we'll put it on the, the calendar and we'll make that happen. Well, Marty, we're going to kick out our At the Table for June this time. We're a little early in June, but I don't want it to be forgotten like our other one that was supposed to be March, and then we waited till April. Then I think it went into May and and turn in some moldy cheese. I, I, you know, I don't want the mold to grow on this one because this one was really a great at the table that we got submitted to us by our buddy over at Board Game Geek, Sitting Duck. He, he posted a whole lot of suggestions there, and this one I really like because you know me. I am all about buyer's remorse. Yeah, I mean, as soon as I place an order, I, I send you an IM, say, order's place. Next IM, I can't believe I just bought that. I, I can attest to that. Um, you get buyer's remorse before you even click the buy. It's like, I don't know if I need this. I'm going to get it. I don't know if I want it. Yes. I'm, gonna get it. I'm not, no, I'm just not sure. It's like, okay, the sale's over. Forget it. I know. That's awesome. 
I, I mean, that's one of the things about when I go to the sales for um, cool stuff in miniature market. I'm really hoping that they don't have any. It was something like I wanted, like Planet Steam, which you have today. You know, it sold out immediately. This was, uh, you know, on the 27th of, of May, and it was gone before. What I was even it on knew. sale for? Um, I don't know. It said sold out, so I couldn't tell you. I didn't even bother to look out. Okay. I think it was $10. Anyway, I'm kidding. I don't no. know. No. Are you serious? I'm not, I don't know, dude. I don't know. It was. Oh, my gosh. I got to go okay, look. Okay. While he's looking, let, here's, here was the question we asked. And we were actually a, at the International Tabletop. We also asked our um, gaming group this question as well. So it's basically, have you ever experienced buyer's remorse on a game? You, you like the game. It's a good game. But you can't believe you just dropped a bunch of cash on it. Or was there a lot of hype to it? Was it a Kickstarter that, that you know, you were just like, ah, oh, I just got to get in? And, and why did you do that? I mean, give us some examples, and we got some really great responses, Marty. So what, which were you going to do? Are, are sponsors on uh, BGG, or you want to go straight over to the gaming club? I've got the gaming club queued up, so why don't we do that one? So this is Buyer's Remorse. Buyer's Remorse. Carcassonne, absolutely. Descent 2.0. The Lord of the Rings card game. Puppet Wars. Middle Earth Quest. Buyer's Remorse. Uh, Lord of the Rings dice building game. It's a game called Dungeon Quest. It came out in the uh, 90s. And I think it was marketed by Games Workshop. It looked great. looked really interesting. Raid the Dragon Slayer. Terrible game. Terrible game. <laughs> game I really liked when it first came out was Citadels. And I've heard this on the Dice Tower before. I had some friends over the house... And they wanted to do an interim game. And it was Citadels, which ended up taking about four hours. I hate that game now, and it's going out of my collection. Citadels! Uh, buyer's Remorse. Pathfinder, the card game. Because, in my opinion, it ends up becoming only flip a card, roll a dice, flip a card, roll a dice. And that's all it ever ends up being. Mage Knight. Settlers of Catan. Believe it or not. Mage Knight. Settlers is the worst game in the whole entire world. It should have died in the 80s. Right there, Molly Wing Wall. Wow. The one that shot me, Marty, from the game club was mm-hmm. Pathfinder, our buddy Mark. He just he didn't like Pathfinder, the card game. And that surprised me. But, you know, I can understand it. You, you and your family, do you still play it? Uh, we do, and I understand what he's saying, too. In fact, he's spot on. Flip a card, roll some dice, and see what happened. I totally agree. That's what it is, but for us, it's the experience. We, we love seeing how the dice are going to come up. It's just fun for us to play, uh, so we always have a good time playing it and laugh about it. I totally get that after a while, it can get stale, and I'm really hoping on the uh, version they released at Gen Con, the new version, they add some new mechanics to make it a little bit different than just flipping over a card, doing a check, and see if you win or not. Mm-hmm. So I am still playing, but I understand what he says, too. It's, it's interesting looking over some of the stuff they said. Uh, Carcassonne, Descent Point 2 kind of surprised me. We didn't find out why uh, they didn't like that one, but I thought that was a good game. Middle-Earth Quest, Puppet Wars. Now, somebody said Lord of the Rings card game. I don't know if that was the deck building game or the LCG. It, it was the LCG they were uh, they were talking about. Really? Yeah, and we also have that all over on the guild. We'll go over that. I don't agree with that. That's me. Uh, the dice game, which was bad. Now this was funny. Somebody mentioned Dungeon Quest, which we talked about on our last episode, is going to be re-released. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So I wonder if they're tweaking it and making it any better. Two people said Mage Knight. I totally understand that. Two people said Catan, and I wonder if those two people are people that were already gamers and then picked it up, yeah. thinking, oh, let's see what all the hype is and come to find out it's more of an entry-type game and, and they just didn't go for it. Uh, I, yeah, I, I can understand that as well. And I'm so glad I was uh, took back Mage Knight before I opened it because I could, you know... <laughs> Well, it's funny. I heard that with less people, it's more fun. So, so maybe it is. But I, I tried it with the max people, which I heard was the wrong way to play it. And then somebody talked about the fact about um, Citadels being a very long game, which I agree with. Very easy game to pick up, but a game can drag on somewhat like Flux can. And obviously, as you heard, Eric Summer from Dice Tower agrees with you as he let his self be known in that clip. So... It's hard to argue with any of those, maybe. I can understand the points behind it. The only one I was, I was curious to see was Descent, too. I'm, I'm curious to see. Well, I wonder why that person didn't care for that one, but you didn't ask. So. Oh, I'm sorry. I was, I, hey, I hit record. Small miracle. No, that's true. Okay? That's true. That's true. Well, we're not going to you know just go over this and over this and read everything like we have in the past, um, but we are going to point out some of the things that the guys over on the forum said, for those of you who haven't seen it yet. Uh Chris Marling here, um, he talked about Briefcase. I've never played Briefcase, Marty. I don't know if you have, um, but he was talking about it and how it was suddenly he, he was at Essence last year and bought Essence, Essence, beautiful. Uh, last year and bought everything uh, he wanted, and then on the last day it was slashed in price, and he picked it up, and he should have just walked away, man. Just walk away. Don't even look. Just walk away. Um, but it, the theme is break the wrist, yeah. break the wrist, walk away. walk away, break the wrist, walk away. So, so that was what pretty, movie? Yeah, I don't know. Do you honestly think I know? Nah, you wouldn't. No, it's Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, so. Please, moving on. Zach said, Zach said that uh, Space Hulk Death Angel. Uh, he's a big sucker for anything 40k and like the idea of a card game. Um, this. He said he felt like he had a good handle on the game, but after after numerous plays, he's had yet to win. And because of the complexity and difficulty of teaching it to new people, it doesn't get there very often. I agree with this. I bought uh, Death Angel when it came out. I actually saw it being played at Gen Con uh, the year it was coming out and thought it looked great. It is very confusing. The rules are confusing, and we never won. Uh, so it, too, also sits on my shelf, so I, I totally understand that one. Uh, next, and I completely agree with the guy, um, Mr. Greatsword Marshall. How you doing, man? Lord of the Rings LCG. Everything he said in there, I, I completely agree with. You know. Okay, we don't know what he said for the people who are listening. Well, they need to go read it. Go, go, out, go to our guild. Join <laughs> our guild so you can read it, okay? Fine. He said the Lord of the Rings. He was hoping it would be a great game. I could play solo without having... Uh, to necessarily buy extras, but I found that it didn't really work that way. You and I, I mean, you and I have talked about this. You know, that core deck is um, core box. You get some great cards, but the ones that they only leave you with one, those are the powerful ones. Like, they wanted you to go out and buy another core set, but I editorialize. Mm-hmm. Um, even with the ability to custom build decks, limited resources, you constantly get beat up. I can believe that. Yep. I mean, all that game is. But you know they've tweaked it now to where there's like an easy mode for some of that stuff, which is good. I'm glad they did that. And then they also have a nightmare mode, too, which makes it even harder. Which I can't. The nightmare was the normal mode for me. Because he, yeah. he points this out. Marshall, you point this out. I don't mind tension in a game, but when there's no room for a miss error and pretty much no way to come back from it, 
or a bad draw or whatever, you're dead. It's over. Game's over. Reset it up. Try again. I can, I'm with him there. I, I enjoyed the game. I like it when we play it every once in a while. I like when we, you know, when, when we got to it. But I think that's really those encounters that we had. That's why that game's back on the shelf for me. You know, I'm just sitting there waiting patiently to be thrown away. Keith says, uh, Agricola, yes, it's a stellar game, but much of my gameplay is with my wife. And prior to getting the game, we both played a number of times and both enjoyed it. But once they got it, then they encountered the setup and the teardown. Coupled with the fact that we're playing only two players, it just wasn't much, as much fun. And it just wasn't worth the cost to them. Setup and Takedown is brutal for that game, much like Caverna is. And yeah, if you only get to play with two players, I can totally get where it wouldn't be as much fun. Yeah, I, uh, I can only imagine having constantly build it and tear down. Yeah. But you know, if he were to watch our PSA, he could see the proper way to tear down a game. You just pour it back in the box. That's all you need to do. Just whoosh, yep. And it's done. May make setup a little bit longer, but that's okay. Um, then our good buddy Steve Gibbs, he says the remake of Chainmail from Wizards of the Coast. No, I'm, he's never played that. I've never seen him um, bring that one out. Obviously, this is why. Well, wait a minute. Chainmail, I could be totally wrong. Wasn't that the original game that created D&D? Uh, 2001, yeah. So It was a miniatures type game. No, this is from the 60s. Yeah, um, it was. It was. Your I think there was a miniatures game. Yeah, it's a miniatures game. Yeah, I, I know that that's republished. The there was a game that came that was a that was the forerunner to D and D, and I believe it was something like this. Oh, okay. So anyway, I'm just reading with the man. Uh, yeah, I'm, I understand. Mark Cal says Pirate King bought this off eBay not long after I started buying games. It was 15 bucks and pirates didn't like the way it played, and the box smelled like mildew. Well. That's bad. Then he tried something. Uh, something He tried a game called Something Different. Another Kickstarter. Didn't really care for that either. And then finally, Mansions of Madness. Said he played it twice, loved it, bought it, played a third scenario, and then three hours later realized it was broken. And said it soured him so much he just didn't have any desire to play again. And I, I get that. And I'd heard about there was a scenario broken. I haven't played any of the original scenarios. Whenever I play with my brother-in-law, it's usually with one of the expansions, which I think they address a lot of the issues. So I've always enjoyed that. But, yeah, it, it can mess you up. All right. We're going to skip down here because we had a bunch of comments about uh, Death Angel and all that other good stuff up above us. We're going to jump down to Remy. Remy was talking about it, it's not that he, you know, he, he checked out the reviews, he read the rule books, and he bought Super Dungeon Explorer. But it's what happened after that. It's, he became very ambitious and wanted to paint the miniatures. And, in, and to sum it up, basically, he's still painting miniatures and still hasn't, you know, gotten to that point. And his grandkids might be painting his miniatures and get to play this game before he gets done. So instead of um, finishing up his little task, um, they're doing Crossmaster. So, and he, oh, okay, so, yeah. So he's doing that, which is I think it's pre-painted figures. Yeah, he says it's pre-painted, so he doesn't have to worry about that. Just, just play them without being painted. Don't worry about it. People won't care. It'll be okay, buddy. Crank it out. Mike Riley said, "Oh, it's the other Pathfinder Adventure card game. Uh, not just the cost of the game, but the extra dice that was needed, plus the character add-on deck." I'm sure part of it was lack of enthusiastic playing partners, but in the end, it was very mechanical. I agree. And at the end of two of my three scenarios, I was supposed to call it quits and come back later because the Blessing deck ran out, ran out and I missed killing the main bad guy by one or two points. 
Even though there was nowhere else for them to hide, we were all in the same room together. That just killed it for me. Uh, now that I just happened to finally get it played, I can confirm trading it away for Forbidden Desert, which was an excellent choice. And that was his main concern for getting mice and mystics. He was wondering, he was worried it was going to feel mechanical. I get the mechanical feeling. And like you said, um, you had lack, uh, lack of enthusiastic partners, whereas I've got my family who's really into it. So that can totally make or break it for you. I get that. Tim talks about The Witches, a Discworld game. He loves, loves, loves Discworld. Like I'm going to be able to pronounce Ankh Morph Pork. Is that how you say that, Marty? A N K H M O R P O R K. Ankh Morph Pork. Anyway, that's how I say it down here in Charlotte, North Carolina. When I found out that it was a Martin Wallace uh, was doing a deluxe version of Discworld, he was hooked. He, he bought it full price with shipping. And basically, it broke down to move, roll some dice, did the number of pits exceed what was needed? You succeed! Yay! Turn over a car, play some tokens, repeat. That's it. No depth. We're over. Um, and then when he heard that uh, Study in Emerald came out, he was a little bit hesitant on that. And you and I will talk about that, especially at the price point of $80 later in the show. We'll talk about a Study in Emerald, but no, The Witches, a Discworld game Tim was not too happy with. Jonesy DM Jones said, he had buyer's remorse over, now, now you gave me the tough one to pronounce, Aura et Labora. Sure, that sounds close. Okay. Um, I mean, I know it's probably a solid Euro system and a deep game, but I found it way, and it was spelled like that, way too dry to even get it to the table. I bought it mainly because Agricola was the game that had drawn me back into the hobby. But without the occupation cards and because of the dry point system, I just wasn't able to get into it. I still have hope to trade, uh, trade it for something I will actually want to play. Rob, he said there's only been two games that he bought and disliked. One was City of Iron which is sitting on my shelf, still unplayed. So, okay, thanks, Rob. Now you got me oh, big buyer's remorse coming. And Lords of Waterdeep. Interesting. Lords of Waterdeep. And he traded that one away. Okay. I can see where, you know, Lords of Waterdeep, like we've stated in the past, you know, worker placement, but, you know, uh, the depth may not be there. But I understand. And the last one, uh, Bryant said, for me it was Munchkin. I had seen ads for this game for years, and being a former D&D player, it sounded like fun. I knew I'd get the humor. Finally, my two daughters were old enough to play, and I stumbled upon Tabletop. The second episode featured Munchkin, and it looked so much fun. I bought the game, played it many times with my girls. It can be okay, but the game seems to last three times as long as it should. Whenever someone's about to win, the other two gang up. The situation keeps happening over and over. A 30-minute game will last 90 minutes. For anybody that has ever put this is me down talking. For anybody that has ever played Munchkin and hasn't experienced that, you've been lucky because it does happen. Yeah. Uh, you skipped one, and I want to point uh, Tracy, our um, Cool Stuff Inc. Uh, gift card winner, um, responded as well, and hers was Mystery of the Abbey. I liked the game, but each time I played, someone in the group messed up and gave the wrong clue so no one could figure out which monk it was. Uh, I also kickstarted some expensive dice that I really don't need. I think they are really cool, but as soon as the Kickstarter was done, I thought, why did I just do that? I, I'm with you there, Tracy. I understand constantly. Um, should have bought a game instead. So Mystery of the Abbey and some really nice dice out there. Good. I can see that. So that's the end of the list. Do you have something in mind for Buyer's Remorse? I, I think for me, Marty, it's, um, yeah, uh, everything's Buyer's Remorse in me until I can, uh, <laughs> it's, it's stressful, man. It's just like, um, I cannot believe I just did that. I think 
and I hate to say this because I did it anyway. I think the biggest thing that I've bought recently has been uh, Dungeon Roll. That has been probably my biggest buyer's remorse of any game I've bought recently. It's a good game. It's a good quick filler. It's a good game. But I, I but you know, if I thought about it a little bit more, you know, I wish I had play. I could play it some more. You know what I'm saying? But but at that price of only fifteen bucks or whatever it was, you had buyer's remorse over that. Well, after the fact, you know, I, I was like, you know, I really thought it would catch on. I thought it would be a great game everybody would enjoy. But they didn't. That was just it. I could not believe. I'm like, why isn't everybody enjoying this game as much as I am? So that to me is the, the remorse that I always feel is why aren't people enjoying it as much as I am? Robinson is almost there. I love Robinson. But I can't get anybody to play it. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. How about you? Too hard? or No, they just, the, the rules, da, 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 da. Let's play Pandemic in the lab. So, uh-huh. <laughs> I get you. So, I get you. What about you? So for me, it's going to be, I'm not going to say one game in particular. I'm going to say this. I jumped in too hard and heavy into the miniature game War Machine. I uh, got the starter kit, played it, enjoyed it, and then I started buying stuff like crazy when I shouldn't have. I can go down there and look at all the models I've bought and never painted and all the paint I bought that I never opened, and that's a shame. It's a, it's a good game, but it, like like we kind of talked about before a couple episodes, where with games like that, you gotta like super invest into it to be any good, or you're not gonna be, you know, worth not gonna be worth playing. That's where it kind of is for me now, and so I just see all these unpainted miniatures and even unopened miniatures that I've got that I've spent money on that I I, I feel like I wasted. A lot of money there. I can understand. I mean, I feel sort of the same way. I don't think I have as near the amount of miniatures that you do or paint because trolls are always blue. So that was real easy to paint. But, you know, I wish I could have spent more time learning the game. And it's just, I think a lot of it has to do with how long it takes to play that game at times. I mean, great game. But, and I guess for me, the remorse isn't so much that, oh, these are bad games and I don't like them. It's just that, my remorse is I spent money and I'm not getting to play them. I think that's, for me, the remorse. Yes. Every experience I had with War Machine was wonderful. I loved learning how to play miniatures. I loved being in that environment. I loved getting the, getting the experience and doing some painting and now knowing I can actually pull out a figure and paint. I was very intimidated by the painting process, and I'm not good by any means. But now if there's a, a figure in the future for some board game or something I want to paint it, I'll actually try it now. So it wasn't the, the, it wasn't the experience was bad. It was just maybe I just dropped a little bit too much money too quick. Yeah, know what you mean. All right. Well, that concludes our June at the table. Now, we'll be um, posting later um, in the next podcast what our July one, probably July, August at the table is. And the reason why I'm postponing it, Marty, is I haven't thought of one. <laughs> it was funny. As we were closing out this segment, I started thinking, I wonder if he's thought of what the next one's going to be yet. Now, we do have a list in the uh, forums, and hopefully we'll I'll just pick one of those and run with one of those. And, and like you said, we'll we'll post it or talk about it in the next show. Yeah, definitely going to do that. I, I, but I was hoping to gather up some summer theme, you know, go go with that. All right. Yeah, oh, that'd be nice. So, th- yeah. so that's why I'm, I'm trying to go with that. So we'll, we'll get something out there once again for all of you that um, posted in the Board Game Geek forum. We really do appreciate your responses. Some great uh, 
comments back and hopefully uh, as Gen Con and Origins, you know, it becomes convention season that you don't go there, do a sudden impulse buy and all the way home think, why did I buy that? You know, we also just name like a little segment, something like the continuing story of Tony and Marty in the Marvel Dice Master Saga. Because it seems like every time we get on, we always have like a little bit more of the story to add. Well, we have some good news, though. We have starters in hand. Yes, we do. They arrive. Thank you, Potomac. And you got yours where? Um, from an online store on uh, eBay. Not a price gouger. I paid regular price for them so That's great. we we each have starters in hand and i think well by the time this comes out we'll have done it hopefully we get together this uh, friday for lunch and we're actually going to play with the real dice and hopefully that will be the, the case and hopefully you won't be hearing about buyer's remorse after two starters two booster gravity fed boxes and a bunch of dice sitting around the house not doing anything <laughs> and the order you placed today on Cool Stuff Inc. And the order I placed on Cool Stuff. Oh, that, that is kind of neat that, you know, that's the other thing that's going on right now for those of you who, who are, you know, starting down this road of oblivion into Marvel Dice Masters that, you know, Cool Stuff is carrying some of the commons, uncommons out there. So if you did not get enough dice that you can go out there. I mean, that's that's really nice, Mario. You can go out there, pick up a common for 30 cents, and they'll ship you the card and the dice. You know, put the card on your bicycle spokes or whatever because you got 10, 10 um, I don't know, Hawkeye longbows or whatever you got out there. You can uh, put them out there. Get that going. And, and you can get your extra dice that you need. Or if you – see, that's – Marty, that's just it complete we we, we got to be complete we didn't need to order those today we didn't need to do it, but we did yeah but it wasn't like you said it wasn't a lot of money i mean the um the uh, uh uncommons what range from anywhere from buck to two bucks and the two bucks ones were the ones that go with the uh characters in the starter set and for i didn't really grasp this until i saw how this worked for those who hadn't tried it yet so the starter set comes with a set number of characters there are not common versions of that character in the boosters but instead there's uncommons so while it was really easy to get like the characters that weren't in dice for the characters that weren't in the starters because you got a bunch of those in the boosters it's harder so prime example hulk hulk is more expensive on csi because well you got was it two dice that came in the starter deck and hopefully you get a couple more through the uncommons. In order. And so if you don't get the uncommon and everybody's trying to look for those, there's not common hulks out there. Right. So, yeah, that's what you're dealing with. Yeah. And if you want to get max dice so that in case you want to build a team of Hulk with the max number of dice, you can. You're going to have to order the, the uncommon Hulk. And the same with Captain America, you know, the Iron Man. It, I mean, it's just what's there. See, that's what floored me, Marty, was that the starters all had the um, – you know, only two of the dice and they came with two, two of the cards or three of the cards. I can't remember three, three, three of the cards, but you know, that's fine. And, and I understand that that's another way to, I mean, for a buck, you can go pick up a gravity feed and hope you get one, uh, a booster pack. No, you can't, no, you can't cause they're not in stores anywhere. Right. Right. Well, plus the chances of getting one of those is an uncommon. So, it, you know, there's even less of a chance a common. It wouldn't be a big deal. So uh, I'm with you there. And, uh, 
hey, I can't wait to play. I, I keep hearing about how great and fun this game is, and we'll we'll do a little review of it later after we get some more plays under our belt. It's going to take place of our net runner fetish, and we'll get and have to remember to bring the dice tray so they don't roll all over and get um, pick up a piece of dice along with some chicken flakes at the bojangles or whatever and but we'll we'll get that in there but and you point out on i am already that something about the super rares tell us your thoughts about super rares so here's the thing i am okay with this game and this would actually be part of the review i'm okay with this game and the fact there's commons uncommons and rares i'm very used to that through some of the collectible games we've done the super rares where there is only one on average per booster feed and there's 40 in there. Well, that I'm, I'm, I'm a completist and it's one of those things that it's going to kill me because I, I'm not going to pay the prices in order to get the super rares. I'm not going to buy enough in order to do enough trades to get the super rares. So I'm just going to go without the four super rares and be done with it. I wish it didn't have the super rares in it. I could manage over time to actually get all the common, I mean, the, the rares, because even at this point, they're five to six bucks a piece on CSI. When those boosters are readily available, the prices on the rares will drop too, to where they won't be so hard to get. It's the super rares that I'm sure they'll drop a little bit, but they're still going to be double digits easily. Exactly. And that just, it takes me back to going to, I'll just say it, magic tournaments. Careful, watch out for the lawyers. Because, you know, they're, they're suing everybody. <laughs> I about spit tea out my nose. <laughs> okay. Sorry. But anyway, I mean, it's just like, really? Uh, I mean, if these people have the super rares and they come to the um, organized plays or anything, they, they could, you know, decimate people at the very beginning of this until people figure out how to beat them because that's what it's going to take, just like any card game you play. So we're, we're over here ranting about it. But yeah, we're going to play the game because, and like you, I'm bypassing the super rares. And just a little uh, caution to the wise here, be careful about trading because it's my understanding on good authority over at Board Game Geek, they are now able to put GPS chips in letters. <laughs> if you have not seen this... Oh my gosh, it's what, nine, ten pages of a discussion where a gentleman, Derek Louder, um, D. Louder, um, he did Daryl, Daryl, no, what, Derek, Daryl, Daryl Louder, he did a trade. Now, Daryl um, was, he's the designer behind Compounded, right, Marty? Yes. So moving on, I was just looking for a confirmation and I'm pretty positive on this one. But anyway, he, uh, he did a trade and some guy, there's cheats out there, guys. Just be careful. Know your prices. Understand. You you need to make sure that they're reputable on that. And <laughs> that was pretty funny, Marty. Yeah. Oh, he's the, he's the um, yes, designer and artist on Compound. I just wanted to verify that because I didn't want to mess that up for him. No, what it is is uh, he said he would make a trade. And uh, the guy he was trading with did not have as good of a reputation as what Daryl did. So standard uh, procedure is that the person with the worst reputation sends their card first. Yes. Because it's like this other person's already established they're a good trader. So what happened was um, the card never made it to Daryl. And he said, well, where is it? And the guy said, well, you should have it. And he said, well, 
did you put a tracking on it? And he said, yes. And Daryl said, well, give me the tracking number. Said, I'm not going to give you the tracking number because I put a mini GPS chip inside the envelope. And I see that it is now at a landfill near your house. So I know you got the envelope and took the card out. Sorry, took the card out. And it just goes on from there. And people are jumping in on both sides. It's like, well, there's a good chance that maybe he really did do something like this or you know, anyway, so come to find out the guy said, all right, yeah, um, I was kidding. Oh, no, there was the whole, did you mention the lawyer thing about how he had a, supposedly he made up a lawyer and contacted Daryl and said, yeah, I'm a lawyer. You had better uh, return the card or send your other card or you're going to be sued or something like that. It got really stupid. Oh yeah. No, I didn't. It's not. I mean, if, if you want a little entertainment, go out and, and check it out. It's, it's, and he basically says, yeah, I was trying to do some social engineering. Uh, you know what i call that yeah Yeah. i call social engineering like that it's called cheating someone but anyway guys if you're out there we all you know i'm trying to trade um, board games um that i don't want with people that i don't play or any i haven't played in a while and i'm just like you know from that standpoint let me you know i understand i'll send first but be careful out there especially if you're into any of these anybody that's played magic has gone through this you know well anybody that's played any collectible card game Anything where you're trading with somebody, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. And I will say that I did make a good trade that with um, in our last booster feed, we got a super rare Mr. Fantastic. And it just so happened uh, Lance, or you may otherwise know him as the undead Viking, was needing Mr. Fantastic to complete his super rare set. So he said he had an extra Black Widow. So uh, I traded with him, and so now he's got a complete set, and we have a one super rare, rare Black Widow sitting around doing nothing right now. And talking about the super rares, you know what it reminds me of? You said it was magic. I don't know if the magic had that concept of super rares and most of their stuff. What it reminds me of is what drove me out of the baseball collecting card market when they had those the ultra rare cards that were like one, like the jersey cards. Remember those? where yeah. there were like these really expensive cards and, and it wasn't like, you know, five or six per box. It was one per booster case and it drove up the price of all that stuff. And people were paying, paying outrageous amounts for packs. It's like, that's what put it out for me. So again, the super rares are people for chasers who want to get them fantastic. I'm not going to be in it. You know, obviously the first thing that came out, there was some sort of meta with the super rare uh, green goblin gobby, as people said it was too hard to beat and blah, blah, blah. And it was successful in tournaments. And I'm sure I haven't been keeping up with all the, the new builds and everything. I'm sure there's a way to beat it now, but that was kind of discouraging to hear right out the gate. Yeah. Either way, I'm just going to have fun. Yeah, that's all it is. I mean, we have a, another person here too, that's going to play and just like with our net runner, if we ever do a tournament, it's just simply for casual, for fun, just enjoy the community. It's not like I'm trying to win anything big or anything. And the nice thing is, is, is we're done, right? Maybe we'll buy a rare here and there. Nothing's coming out. Uh, the next set's not until September, October. So it's not like a magic thing where it is every other month or something like that. Or net runner. Yeah, but net runner, you know, you're just giving uh, every six weeks, 15 bucks and you got everything. I know. I know. I'm just saying this. Money pit's going to, where all the money's going to right now. What, well, you know what scares me? What? I really hope, so all the news is starting to come out for, for games at Gen Con, and there are one, two, three games, I'm holding up fingers, three, with collectible elements in them, or money sink games is what I'm going to call them. There are three money sink games coming out that I really hope I don't like. Number one is Doomtown okay. from AEG. Mm-hmm. 
but everybody said, you know, this is a remake of a game that was really awesome. It's going to be awesome, blah, blah, blah. So I'll probably like it. Uh, Attack Wing um, D&D okay. with the dragons. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, hopefully that's just Attack Wing with dragons. I hope it's nothing more than that and I can avoid it. And the third is a Warhammer 40K Conquest, the new LCG from uh, FFG that's designed by Eric Lang that they say is really good too. Okay. Well, whatever you get, I'm looking to play it, man. <laughs> and it was one of those things that, you know, Warhammer uh, 40K Conquest, I might could have passed until Eric Lang's name was put on it. And, and Eric Lang does make some good card games. He really knows his card games. So, okay. All right. Well, last thing before we close out this segment, uh, as far as games, any games you played this week? I know I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it. I know we, we mentioned the study in Emerald. You and I have played that. Got to play that again, get a better uh, feel for that game. Um, that was an interesting worker placement, man. I, I will say that. Deck building. Deck build. No, you, you're you moving your car. I kind of – well, see, I understand. I understand that it's not really well, worker okay. placement. It's, it's, it's a – it's a combination. Okay, a combination. I'll give you that. Yeah, it's a combination. So I need another play on that one. Yeah, you you didn't care for it as much as I did the first time out. I thought it was a kind of a cool game. I actually got to play twice. Mm-hmm. I'm just seeing if by chance uh, Board Game Geeks listed as worker placement. They have area control, auction card drafting, deck building, hand management. No, they don't show worker placement. I'm sure it's not, but I've, I put my little people over there. You no, you do. My, you you do. My but anyway, yeah. um, I like the mecha- I like the mechanism of there's multiple ways for the games to end. I think it's kind of cool concept of you're playing as a team, but if one of your people on your team end in last place, your team automatically loses sort of deal. And I kind of won our second game off of that because I took a chance that the person in last place um, was on another team and I killed them or something like that. And sure enough, they were. You know, and once you do that, the game's over, and then whoever's in last place, blah. So, but anyway, yeah, I think I had a little bit better experience than what you did, but it is one of those things I do want to and need to play again to really evaluate it. Right. And then uh, what else did we get to play? Oh, we got to play the new uh, Eldritch Horror expansion, got our butts kicked, and we'll go out there, check our um, five minute initiative on that if you want to hear our experiences from there. And we need to try to find another time to play that, Marty, so we can show Yig who is the ball the bomb you know yeah because it, it wasn't us that night that was brutal that is the worst that was the worst game of eldritch i've ever played i have never had things go bad so fast in that game is what i did that night and it really had nothing to do with uh yig or the expansion it was just nothing was going our way that night at all yeah it was it was ugly and probably that would have put eldritch on the shelf for a long time if that had been my first play second playthrough you know what i'm saying i I agree it beat us so bad i I would be sitting there thinking there's no way i can beat this thing and and never play again so that would not have been a good experience for for the first person basically let's go home cry to our mama that's what it came down yeah. to. Especially when the table beside of us is playing the expansion and they breeze through it in, in one and two hours. Yeah, I didn't, need, didn't appreciate that, Lee. Little name calling over there. Hey, what's wrong with you guys? Or yeah, whatever, Kevin. Yeah, hey, we playing a real... Okay, we're playing the same guy, but anyway, ours is harder. So anyway, yeah. Anything else you got? Anything else you played recently? No. As I said, the biggest thing that wowed me recently was that Star Realms. I've already talked about that. I need... That's a... I had to pull that out uh, as a two-player game. Me and you can knock out a game in fifteen minutes, and it's pretty cool. 
And like I said, it adds nothing new. There's really nothing. It's like new mechanic. It just plays so fast and it's so easy to learn. I I guess it's kind of like almost Marvel Dice Masters, right? They say one of the big things about that is the fact you can play a game in 15, 20 minutes and it goes by so fast. It's like, let's play again sort of deal. Yeah. I'll look forward to it. All right. Anything else we got to do before we uh, sound off here and try to keep it uh, to that hour time limit? Don't forget that this June is also the Dice Tower Network's Game of the Month. Wait a minute. This June's Dice Tower Network's Game of the Month game is Ticket to Ride. And I'm still going to be jealous of anybody that gets the really nice anniversary edition. I think I saw an opening of that the other day, and it looks sweet. You haven't got to play with the anniversary edition. Just play with some version of Ticket to Ride. We'll be talking about it on our next episode, I think. Yes, we will be. If that's the only other episode in June, then yes, we'll be talking about it on our next episode. And make sure to check out, there's a geek list for it on BGG. And there's also a thread for it on the Dice Tower. Um, Well, there will be. I haven't created it yet. I need to do that because it's almost June. Or it is June by the time this comes out. It's hard to record when you know that it's coming out like in the future and not now. Because then should I reference like it's now when it's recorded or reference it like somebody's listening to it and I'm talking to them in that time. I'm just, I just pretend you're Wolverine laying on a table and someone's messing with your mind. I did not understand that part of the movie. Good movie. Movie reference. I know. Good movie though. Hey, one from our last episode, I went and saw that one. That was a pretty good movie. So anyway, but yes, take it to ride. I know I'll be playing that um, in two weeks when my in-laws come into town for the graduation. Anything else? No, I, I think we're done, dude. <laughs> well, well, I started out so hot and such on a high, and it feel like I just we've just let people down. No, nah. we've just kind of gone downhill since then. No, nah, I think where's th- the excitement? I lost the enthusiasm. No, nah, I think it was when we started thinking about super rares and all that other stuff. We just kind of ah. you got depressed because we can't have it all. Yeah, because you know that's our whole goal was to complete that to to complete it and just to admit. I'm not going to complete no. it, and that's fine. Our, our whole goal was not what I said. We will not worry about completing it. I, I know, but there's that inner. Uh, no, but, I know. I know there's that collectible part of us that really wants it. But the only way it's going to happen is for some reason they get really dirt cheap or I luck up and go to Target and pick up a pack here and there and run across one. But you know, but it only one per box is going to be tough. Yeah. And I'd be honest with you. I, yeah, last night we played pandemic with uh, my daughter and her boyfriend and, and my wife. And then he was talking about baseball cards and I went out and got one of my books out. Marty, this is, I know we're talking sports. Sorry guys. But, and I was, I think that was the other thing, all this collectible thing, maybe. And I'm going through there, and I'm looking at him, and I'm going, ah, there's that Ken Griffey, upper deck. Oh, look at that. There's a Ron Santo. There's uh from 1960. Wow, look at, look, there's those 89 Fleers that are worthless. I'm, oh. So, you know, that's just, that's fine. That's all right. It still hurts. It still hurts. But, well, guys, thanks for listening, as always. And we appreciate you coming back and giving Rolling Dice, taking names, a, a, a little um, time of your life as you <laughs> drive down the road or wherever you listen to us, you know, at work, whatever. We really do appreciate it. But if anything, get out there and play some dice. And most importantly, keep rolling dice. Yeah, that's right, baby. And keep taking those names. 
We love interacting with our listeners, so if you'd like to ask us a question or leave us a comment, contact us on Twitter at Dice and Names or at our website, RollDiceTakeNames.com, or visit our guild on Board Game Geek. Or hey, if you just want to use that old fashioned email, you can contact us at RollDiceTakeNames at gmail.com. I had to end with a little bit of excitement. I'm glad somebody did.